What's up, Patriot Nation? After the Patriots' week three, 27 to nothing shout-out of the Houston, Texas, it begs the question, can anybody play quarterback for the New England Patriots and they still be successful? We'll tackle that question and more. Look forward to the Bills game all this week on Patriots Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yes. Love that dirty water. Oh, in your mouth. Hail East champs. They are indeed. That's why we're coming into this, folks, Pats fans, because the Red Sox dirty locked water. up the Hail East tonight. But we're going to get into Patriots. Alongside Jason Chirella, I'm Mike Conley. This is another edition of Patriots Rap 360. Thanks for hanging in with us, folks. This is our weekly rudderless discussion on all things Patriots, for fans, by fans. And if you want to join said discussion, you can hit us up on the YouTube chat room and steer the rudderless discussion in a different direction. But, uh, Jay, let me tell you, you know, I mean, all the pundits were saying that... What were they saying? Tell me. Well... They were saying that, is this the time the pupil gets the teacher? And Bill O'Brien, going back to Foxborough, they were on their third-string quarterback. Maybe this is the time to get them. But as we hear from uh, Coach Belichick every single week, there's three phases to football. And I got to tell you, those two other phases that on offense Woo! seem to be playing with the chip on their shoulder. Wow. Yeah. Seriously, and by the way, if this game, this game pretty much, it seems to me, cemented Belichick as the greatest of all time. It had to, right? It, it, it was so it was so weird leading up to this, you know, with the Grappolo and then, you know, him going down and Brissett coming in. It, it just like everybody swooned to this game as if if he can win this game against Houston, a very good a team, two and zero Houston team, two and zero Houston team. If he can win this game, it's like undoubtedly the best coach of all time, and I I kind of agree. By the way, they prepared Brissett on three days, three days. Right. And by the way, MVP so far this year, McDaniel's. Yeah, I mean he's been great, and the quarterback coach who. Oh yeah, Shaplinsky. Shaplinsky. Jerry Shaplinsky. Jerry. It, big, yeah, big, and he got a uh, an attaboy in the pr- in the post game presser. Yeah, I was well, gonna, not the presser, but in the locker room. Yes, it, but it was kind of like no one's really talking about that. He's the assistant quarterbacks coach, but he got special recognition after the game from Bill. Bill, it was almost like a game ball. Here's Brissett, the game ball, Shaplinsky, game ball. Yeah. So you know that it's to me, it seems that Shaplinsky was instrumental in preparing Brissett for this game. No question. And it was like his little, it was his big coming out, I felt like, because what else I uh, took note of, after the game, walking off the field, Brissett was like, the two of them super excited, embraced him. So they had a thing going on. Uh, Brissett and uh, and Chaplinsky, they embraced each other with a big hug. They were very excited. It Mm -hmm. was like they, they, uh, Ace the final exam. That's oh, yeah. that's what that looked like, and they, they kind of did. You know, I love that. Mm-hmm. You, you think Bill might have actually let them celebrate that win for like thirty six hours because it was a Thursday game? You know, <laughs> I think they did. And you know what's funny is when Brissett scored that uh, that run, he came back and gave him the ball. It I was, love that. I, I did too, but it was like 
it, it put Belichick in this spot where he's not used to being as that like very stoic individual. Yeah. He all of a sudden the quarterback runs for a touchdown, comes back and gives it to Belichick. He's kind of caught off guard there because yeah. what's Belichick supposed to? How is he supposed to handle that? Well, that's what I was thinking too. And then it actually came to light. And if you on uh, inside the NFL, I think they had uh, Belichick mic'd up, mm-hmm. and you hear Brissett. Uh, when he comes back, he, said, he says yeah. ball control. Ball control. Ball control. Or ball security. Right. So you know that was drilled to him all week, like, this is your ball. Right. Don't give it to the other team. Absolutely. And, and he was just like, I, I, at first I was like, oh, he's giving the game ball to coach. This right. is really putting coach in a position <laughs> yeah. where he's never going to be. But, but you're right. And, and I, I saw that. And um, But still, yet, like, that's not... Nobody really goes up to, to Belichick and gives him a high five. And that's kind of a high five... And it was early enough in the game that, like, for me, I felt like, boy, you got a lot left, a lot more left in the game to be doing this kind of, not, it wasn't celebrating, but it was like, here you go, coach, look what I did kind of thing. And yeah. I was like, whew. Uh, talk about, uh, as you alluded to, uh, Josh McDaniels being the MVP. On that play in particular, what a great call versus that defense, a perfect defense for them to do it. What they are in man-to-man, they essentially, yeah. he's just got to beat kind one of guy. one guy. The and safety. Shaq Mason yeah. uh, cut that he end. Cut the guy. You know, it mm-hmm. was just perfectly executed. As, well, he, you know. he, he dusted uh, the, the, who was it, the linebacker coming across. I mean, he, he had no problem getting around him or the DN or whatever it was. But the safety coming across is the, the one move he did have to make. And he yeah. got, it, it, it was impressive. The kid's fast. The kid's good. His athletic ability is amazing. Like, but, you know. And how about Malcolm Mitchell's downfield block that yeah. he sustained? It's great. So he is just kind of, you know, as another rookie, he was very impressive. That was a rookie touchdown. That was a rookie touchdown. Third and fourth round picks, making that happen. And, you know, it's great. And you you hear all these things about Malcolm Mitchell and, like, how good a kid he is and definitely a character, yeah. you know, selection and what have you. And that's, you know, especially after the, the, the Hernandez shenanigans, all we can select from now on. And, uh so he, uh, you know, to to kind of fall in that same Julian Edelman mode of, you know, no matter what you do, do your job, you know. But, like, Edelman just kind of sets the tone. And I loved on uh, Blount's long run later, mm-hmm. uh, Edelman pancakes a dude. Oh, pancakes are <laughs> amazing. And by the way, and th- th- you're not going to see that Ooh. with other teams in the league. The, the wide receivers, everybody is giving up, is sacrificing for the team. Right. And that's what's happening with these blocks, and it's it's amazing. To, it's everyone's buying in. It's, it's something different going on with this team, as opposed to in teams past. I I really feel like people, are, the, the the team and the roster and everyone on it is really buying into the system. Oh yeah, I mean you know it's when you go into and this is like where I almost kind of feel sorry for Rex, is that it's tough for him to get the people to come in and buy into the system. You know why? He holds up that hand, and that shit's naked. You oh, know? wow. I mean, wow. it's easy to get the kids buy in when you you got rings, baby. Rings. Yeah. It's more than that, though. He, I mean, look, Belichick came in and established a culture within the the program. And it and it takes a, it takes some years. And you don't need rings to do that, but it helps. It sure does. It sure does. It helps. But he had established that. That's why they won the first Super Bowl is because he was able to establish that. Rex Ryan can't establish that. Why? Because he needs to buy into the system himself. He's running amok 
with these depressors, and he's acting like a child. Yeah. You can't act like a child unless you're a very successful coach, which he is not. Right. <laughs> Okay, and like when you're calling Edelman, when you're calling Edelman and acting like a reporter, asking him if he's going to play quarterback. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, but you know what? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, you you've stooped below the level of the players on the Patriots at this point. But I mean, you know, as you hear, not all, I mean, I, is it not true in NFL coaching or in the NFL in general? But you always hear, um, be yourself. You know, in life and all that stuff. And, like, Rex is kind of doing that, you know? It's just maybe him being himself is maybe he's a little more tailor-made to being a circus clown as opposed to a football coach. Listen. You I know, maybe he's just in the wrong profession. I And I agree with you, yeah. quite honestly, because yeah. if I was a coach, I would, I would probably be a little bit more of a circus myself. Right. But. <laughs> no but, question. But when you do that, you have to, you, you're adding pressure to yourself. That's what you're doing. And so you have to make sure you succeed with that kind of, you know, if, you're, if that's what you're putting out there. You know, like just, I mean, I, I, I'm a loudmouth. That's what I always did. But when you get in front of a camera and you start spouting off there in press conferences, well, you, better, you better back that up. The right. pressure's on you to back that up. And I don't know that Buffalo needs that. They already have the pressure to win. That's man. That's my little rant. Okay. Yeah. No. It's it's cool. And um, I I read about it, but I didn't unfortunately see it yet. Of I, I think it was yesterday or uh, Rex Ryan's impression of Belichick. He gives an impression. Is yeah. It, I mean, I I didn't. You know what's funny is I didn't even click on it because I was like, it's going to be absurd. I mean, I already know what that impression is, you know. So he must not have been saying much, just simple answers. England, yeah. and, and and quite honestly, it was more of the the Rex antics that I was just like, I get it, moving on, you know. Yeah. But yeah, maybe maybe he can um, mimic the Patriots' team, and maybe they can. You know, come out and play that way. Wow. Instead of let's hope maybe saves that for week five. You <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. although they looked pretty good last week, so yeah. maybe their uh, firing of their offensive coordinator worked for them. You know, because they were able to beat the Cardinals. Now, let me ask you this question: The Cardinals were a lot of the pundits' pick to come out of the NFC this year and go to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Bills better now because of that coaching change, or are the Cardinals just not that good? I'm not ready to bury the Cardinals. Okay. Granted, they do have, what, two losses now? Right. Okay. One at the hands of New England Patriots. Right. Um, we'll see about that. I think the cards are definitely beatable, but listen. Are you, Buffalo, are you just choking, uh, chalking yes. it up to it yes. being a West team having to come East? Because that, that always doesn't work oh. for them, you know? I mean, I, I'm not going to speak on the Cardinals' behalf, but I think mm. that, like— I, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, I, let's give credit to Buffalo. I think that, you know, they have a good team. Right. I mean, you, you, weren't you surprised going in that, like, wow, they're already 0-2? I mean, they do have a, uh, they have a great squad. The, Tyrod Taylor is great. I mean, he can beat you with the arm, beat you with the legs. Like, they got some great receivers. They got a great running back. I mean, they're a good team. So I think it's more or less they showed up. They had a little chip on their shoulder. They were down 0-2. It was a must win. In some ways, for them, a must win. So you know they won. Mm -hmm. They beat a good team, and quite honestly, it's going to be about this weekend. It's it's going to be tough. It's an AFC East rival. They got Rex Ryan doesn't want to beat anyone more in the league than the New England Patriots. Question is, 
he doesn't, and nor do we know what quarterback we pl- he'll be playing against. That's true. Yeah, I mean, and so uh, the n- logical next question, okay, is when you come to the conclusion after him winning with his third-string quarterback that this guy is the best coach in football, if not the best coach ever in football, and probably the best coach in American sports right now, is the next question that comes from that, is Tom Brady not as good as we think he is? And for the first first time in my life, you started thinking that? You had those dirty thoughts? No, I didn't think that. But I visualized Tom Brady in a different uniform. Because I realize what a competitor this guy is, okay? And just the simple fact people are floating that idea out there, I wouldn't put it past this guy to have a chip on his shoulder to before his career is done, which I believe is going to happen around Two years. age 43. I think he's got three. He's 39 this year, right? 40, I know, 41, but, maybe four years, including this. The third year, the, here's the thing. He could go out clean in two or it's going to be that whole, that third year is going to be like calm for the next per- Is it's it? It's just going to get like is that. It? Is you know it? how You know how it goes? If anybody's going to defeat Father Time. I'm telling you right now. It's going to be the GOAT. If, if, if Grappolo didn't get hurt in that game and he continued on the pace he was going, back in Boston, you would have started hearing all, all this talk about Grappolo. And like, and as soon as Tom Brady came into the game, the first pick, you know what they'd be saying? Well, I don't know. It's bringing Grappolo. That's, that's how it, Of course. It's yeah. the same town that was clamoring for Michael Bishop. Okay, <laughs> where's the bish now? You know, is he calling K State games? So to your point, I get it. And, that, and the question is, it made me sad. Like I almost was like, okay, bad Pat fan, bad Pat fan. You know. Ugh. Well, I think he's gonna. You know, Brissett has some. He still has some years because that's we can agree that he's a successor. Yeah. Okay, so he still has some years to uh, to. To sit under, he's still got a couple of years, two, a solid two years to sit back there and marinate. By the way, who Garops? Brisket. Oh yeah, he has a couple of years to sit back there and, and marinate. Yeah, I mean, th- this kid is so poised, you know, and like it also like it's just the smart way to go, you know. Then when a guy gets his opportunity to play, he appreciates it more. You know, and he's not going to let go of it because he knows what it's like sitting on the bench. Plus, he doesn't even know how much he knows and how much he's soaking in. You know, yeah, and then when exactly. he gets in there, that's why it's like all these people that are clamoring, like Rams fans, to get like Goffin. Goffin, yeah, it's foolish. It is foolish, and I, I, I appreciate Fisher for just holding on that. Yeah, holding, holding, holding. It seemed like he was pressured into getting him into uniform. Yeah. Anyways, I think well, we've talked about that. Well, he didn't want to sell jersey, so he might as well, put, you know, have him put the jersey on. Yeah. Um, to go back for the Texans game before we put it to bed entirely, um, you know, it's, it's Belichick's old, you know, what he tries to do every time is take the best player out of the game. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, he goes and he, DeAndre Hopkins, boom, out of the game, locked down, Logan Ryan, big time. What he held like three catches, like 42 yards or something like that. It's ridiculous. And like, um, on the other side of the ball, J.J. Watt, you yeah. know? But, I mean, it, yeah. it comes out today yeah. that he's, he's got the bum back. Right. And, but, you know, he was facing a lot of double teams, and they ran away from him a lot of the time. You know, it's like, 
Mm, okay. You know, I mean, it, so I understand the guy's hurt. Maybe he came back too early and stuff like that. But, you know, it just seems like Belichick being Belichick. I, I'm interested to see this week, especially because I have LaShawn McCoy on one of my fantasy teams. Is he going to be public enemy number one for the Pats this week? Well, I would think, you know. You I mean, think? I think it's well, – it, they have to respect that backfield, whether it's Tyrod Taylor or LaShawn McCoy. I mean, they have to contain that. That's number one for sure. Right. But before we, like, just haul off onto this Buffalo Bills, and I know we already talked about it, but they're, 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 let's just, you know, this Texan scheme, the defense and special teams. Oh, man. Like we have to just mention, yes, like, of course, how amazing. And and I got to say, I think a lot of you know everyone's talking about Brissett and like oh you know he won his first NFL game and what have you. The special teams and defense won that game, oh, yeah. and it would have been a different story had Brissett have to play from behind, for instance. Okay, they they got up ahead quickly and and they stayed ahead. Like Brissett never had to play from behind. And we never had to rely on his arm. And he sprained his thumb or, you know, whatever that injury is on his thumb. I mean, it sounded like he did it in somewhere early second half. So he was playing, granted, he was playing the set, a lot of the second half with that uh, that thumb sprain. So, but he didn't, he wasn't exactly accurate downfield. Okay, yeah, I mean. And, and, it's, and it's okay. It's yeah. okay. I mean, and it's quite all right. I mean, his, we, we He's been thrown, thrust into this position. So he's done a great job. But that being said, we kudos to the special teams in defense for winning that game. No question. Ryan Allen, our punter, got AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. As he should. Six of seven punts inside the 20. Amazing. The seventh punt was touchdown at the 20. Ridiculous. And, like, not just in that, like, at the 11, the 10, the 10, the 14, the 5, and the 4. And ironically, on that four, that was the last punt of the game, and he pins him at the four, and he comes off the field and gets an earful from Belichick. Yeah, I saw that. Coach him hard, baby. Yeah. Coach him hard. That's just like Belichick says. Hey, gang, if you're trying to get us on the YouTube chat, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, so if you wanted to hit up Jay Shirella uh, on his Twitter, where would they do that, Jay? That's at J, letter J, C-H-E-R-E. LLA. Yes, it is. It is. It is. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, hit us up on Jay's thing. If you guys uh, have a question for us, we'll try and answer it to the best of our abilities. Keeping in mind, this is analysis, not analysis. But, uh, you know, give us a topic to talk about. We always love that. Analysis, huh? You like that? I like that. Coin on that. TM, baby. All right. TM. A couple other uh, quick things, and we'll move on from the text please, and Please, please. Um, oh, before we get along from special teams, yeah, go ahead, hit me. You know, I, I think you know me. I'm not, you know, overly hyperbolic. Yeah, that might have been the best special teams game I've ever seen from the Patriots. Yeah, and this might be the special, the the best special teams unit I've ever seen with the Patriots. I mean, you go down the line, it's like, any, we have five or six guys on that special teams unit that could make a case for. Being the, you know, what I like to call the Matthew Slater Award, the Pro Bowl uh, special teams player, but they only have one spot for that, so that's, uh, you know, Matt Slater. I mean, like, Slater, obviously, 
Brandon Bolden causes a fumble. You know, Nate Ebna mm-hmm. causes a fumble. Two fumbles caused by the kicking game. And, like, it goes back to, the, uh, you know, that Belichick willingness to, you know, do that kick and have him cover. Even the special teams coach, uh, his name is alliterative. Is it Jim Judge? Jim Judge, I believe, is the special teams coordinator. And uh, it's Judge. Jeff Judge? Anyways. You be the judge. hey oh, Joke's here. And uh, so... He he actually went and that was another thing that was caught up on Bill's mic on the uh, on the Showtime show uh, inside the NFL was uh, which is shocking that Bill agreed to do yeah, that. Yeah, I know, very shocking. Yeah, you know, uh, but he he said he's like, oh, should we just kick this one deep? He's like, no, make him run it, make yeah. him return it. You that know, was that's, the fumble. That's what we do, you know. And that was that was the first fumble and uh, Bolden, you know. And then, uh, but when is it going to happen? When is touchback gate gonna happen from you know when is this gonna become oh bill's doing too good the patriots are winning too much change the rules change the rules again change the rules you know let's let's put it back to the 20 just for the patriots you know what's great is just this blows up in like goodell's face you know i mean i know it's like rules committee and all that stuff but it all comes back to the main guy like you're supposed to be about uh, play a safety, and you think this is a move that's going to go in that direction. But now you have the best special team uh, team ever to play, lighting people up. Right. You know. Right. They're gonna. You know. There's gonna be some limbs broken on this. Yeah. There's gonna be some concussion protocols levied by this team. Okay. You should have had a little more foresight in thinking that Bill wasn't taking the touchback. You know. And every team's gonna follow suit now. Yeah. No. You know. The, just great. like just like every team. Filmed other teams having signals. Oh, you, you know, wanted to put that in. You, you were working it's, to get that in. I wasn't working to get it in, but it's how I've always felt about yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I agree. You know, and I really think that, you know, you fast forward 20 Go for years, it. Go for it. 30 years from now, Goodell and all the NFL brass and stuff are going to look back at this time and be like, why the hell did we do this? Why the hell do we tarnish our best coach of all time? Why the hell do we tarnish the best quarterback that's ever done it? We're tarnishing our game. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, but, and, and and it's like it's it's yeah, but shocking you know to me. And I guess maybe it's just appalling because I'm a Patriots fan. But I just as a person with common sense, I think, and a, and a fan of the game of football, I'm appalled. Yeah, but you know what? I love it because that's what makes great, great. You know what I mean? Belichick and Brady, they, they they're trying to tarnish them, but yet still they're going to win. They're still going to be revered as the greatest of all time. With so the only person that looks awful in this situation is Goodell yeah. at the end at the end of the road right at the end of the road you know like I mean people can hate the people will hate on the Patriots but you know let time go by when those guys are gone and people are gonna be like much respect to that like right yeah I mean if I have to hear one more educated fan say well he's cheating he's a cheater I mean I'm gonna I, I might have to. You know, turn back from the pacifism I undertook when the Red Sox won the 04 World Series. You know? Okay. I mean, it's drawing me to that. Okay. I haven't been in a fight since 2006. I know. And I'm we, happy with and that. And we get it a lot out here in uh, so- Southern California, you know? Oh, Back yeah. home, they're, oh, they're yeah. a little uh, protected from this. We get it when I walk down the hallways at work, okay? 
Rest, so, rest assured, Pat Nation, we'll fight the good fight here on the West Coast because <laughs> yeah. Patriot Nation knows no bounds. <laughs> we are here in the lovely AfterBuzz Studios here in North Hollywood doing a podcast for the New England Patriots. They know no bounds. Rest assured, there's probably a Patriots podcast going on in Japan right now because that's how far-reaching they are. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. We're talking about Belichick now and the greatest of all time. Okay, let's talk about McDaniels. There, there was some stuff popping up this week about he's not going to be part of the uh, coaching staff next year. He'll be a head coach somewhere else. What do you think about that? I think that's probably accurate. I mean, he's got to be one of the top guys out there right now. Yeah. And the thing that I've always thought about, and uh, you know, actually, uh, McDaniel's actually alluded to this, I believe, in the offseason in an interview we did, but uh, is the second go-around, having that taste in your mouth from the first go-around and knowing what you did bad, you know, and then coming back as a coordinator under a coach that really does it well, you know, it's very, it mirrors Belichick, you know. he it, the, His time in the mid-'90s with the Cleveland Browns, he was still the smart X's and go guys he was, mm-hmm. but I think he was just afraid to like kind of let his personality come out Mm -hmm. you know to Mm -hmm. the guy that guy is in the press conferences was who he was 24 7 Mm -hmm. now behind the curtain i think he he lets the players know what a good guy he is he's got a sense of humor all that stuff but when it's business time it's business okay it's business time he gets down to it i I, you know i I agree with you 100 percent like it's very it's advantageous to McDaniel's to go out do his thing come back and, and learn from what maybe he did wrong and what you know what he can prove on what have you but i've i've truly believe and thought and think or whatever that he is going to be the successor to Belichick in New England for many many years and and I understand, like, maybe he is... And I, how many that's years... That's what you really think, or that's what you want so bad in your bones? I don't know. I kind of think that. And I, and, I, and back to the locker room at celebration after the game, there was a huge hug, and they embraced, and it seemed like they had a little thing going on between McDaniels and John Kraft. And I was like, hmm. Like, th- you're looking at what I think is... The future of the Patriots, right. you know, John Kraft and McDaniel's. Now, and I get it. Like, I, I, it's it goes back to the same thing with Tom Brady. It's like, how many years do you think Belichick's going to keep coaching? That's the thing. I, I, you would think many years, right? Many, yeah. But me, I, part of me thinks like he's just going to be like, I'm out. I'm going to go like I'm out with Brady. I'm out with Brady. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to hang out. I'm I'm going out early like Barry Sanders. No way. He's no? delusional. No? Delusional. He can't. He can't let go. Can't, I mean, all this guy knows is coaching football. He loves it. He breathes football. This is all he's known since he was a wee lad, you know, on his dad's arm on the I know. On, coaching army, you know? I know. So, he's not going to give it up, dude. I, I know. He's coaching 10 more years. Easy. Is McDaniel going to wait around no. 10 years? No, no, of course not. Hopefully he can go and submarine a few uh, head coaching jobs okay. and then come back around. Ultimately, and, you know, ultimately, my question was, how many years do you think Belichick's going to go? And yeah. so um, if, it, if you do... Once he's 62? Yeah, so if you think it's another 10 years, then yeah, it, McDaniels is gone. He's going to go somewhere else. I thought maybe he's got like five years, say, left. McDaniels goes somewhere else, but knows that he's coming back. 
I mean, how can you really go somewhere else and have that in the back of your minds, you know? And because like, he knows have that not be like read in some type of interview. Because he's not gonna he's gonna have the control that he truly wants in New England. Not he's not gonna have that elsewhere. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, at, his stock is so high right now, and there are so many horrible teams out there that there's going to be uh, half a dozen teams willing to give him the keys to the castle. There's no doubt about oh, that. Come on, every one of these owners, and this is why they're not great organizations. Is they can't give up the power. They can't give up the power. It's it's the it's it's a it's a major fault in a lot of big companies. Then, well, I mean, you have to pick the right guy, you know? I mean, <laughs> not everybody can do what Belichick does, you know? Well, it's sometimes Kraft. It's not everyone can do what Kraft can do, which is Bring believe, in Belichick. believe in your hires. Believe in your hires. Yeah. Well, that's why it's like the Cowboys will never win a Super Bowl until Jerry Jones extracts himself yeah, exactly. from being the general manager. Perfect, it's like perfect example. Yeah, so I mean, Kraft newsflash is smarter than Jerry Jones, so he knows his own limitations. Jerry Jones is just swept up in the fact that I can make this happen for myself, and it's really fun. And that's my point. Like, here's he here's already McDaniels. had the had the setup. Him and Jimmy Johnson, right. and he blew it up. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Here's here's McDaniel's. Like you said, he's this like shiny piece that everybody wants. Someone like. Um, Jerry Jones says, oh, I'm going to get that shiny piece because that's going to solve everything. He gets it, and he strangles it. He strangles it, suffocates it, and it doesn't work. Right. Okay. All right. Buffalo Bills. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills because these guys, I mean, you know, definitely an impressive win last last week over the Cardinals. I mean, are you scared? I mean, at this point, you know, he's asking if Edelman's playing quarterback. You could you could roll Steve Rogan out there in a rascal scooter, and I think you know we'd have a good chance of beating the Bills. It's like hold on, oh boy, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> wow. Um, but it is interesting. You know, they got some players on defense, especially. I mean, Jerry Hughes, this guy. I mean, some guys, Kyle Williams, some guys I'd like to see in uh, you know Patriots uniforms. That, that that corner they got a Dobby, I think his name is. He's legit. They got some good players, but you know it's it's kind of hard not to be overconfident when you cheer for the New England Patriots and they're hosting a team. I mean, like their their record under Belichick in Foxborough is ludicrous. You know, so I, I I'm almost cheering for them. To lose to a certain extent. What we talked about this last year about getting a loss, and it's a good teaching moment. I don't want to have what happened, you know, in '07 again, where no, you know, we're undefeated, and let's, then it's a situation. Let's not talk about undefeated. All let's right. not talk about losses. Let's just enjoy the ride, you yeah. know. And quite honestly, I feel like going into this game, I, I I'm telling you, Belichick and McDaniel's are. This is like fun for them. This is like a game strategio. They're just coming in. They're saying, oh, look at this. Okay, so what do you think we should do quarterback? We got a, a guy that's got a bum shoulder, a bum thumb. We got A.J. Derby. We got Edelman. Okay, well, let's just uh, let's use them all. Yeah. Let's just go in and use them all. <laughs> let's, just, let's just draw some plays up in the sand here, and let's go out and have some fun. I think they're having the most fun they've ever had in their career right now. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's I've always pronounced Stratego with a soft G at the end, but yeah, it would make sense that it would be a hot G. You're right, Stratego. Yeah, great game, great game. Um, I never played it. Oh, so good. How can you allude to that? Never played it. Um, good news, uh, full participation today at practice. There were some limited participants, obviously, uh, two quarterbacks. And uh, Brissett had a wrap uh, on his thumb. He was playing with a wrap. There was no indication that... Although you can't really tell on the shoulder pads what kind of gear Garoppolo had on his shoulder. But Dante Hightower was limited in there as well. But full practice for everyone out there. Like everyone in there, you know. So it's... It's a full squad. I like to see that. I like to see that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the question mark of quarterback is... (laughs) I'm actually enjoying this. Yeah. I mean, there's even talk about A.J. Derby, who quarterback... Like uh, high school. No, he he quarterbacked. He was a backup quarterback in um, Arkansas. They moved him to tight end, but he was a he, he was originally recruited as a quarterback there. He in a community college that he played at. He community was a college, and he actually, you know what, he played um, before he got to Arkansas. He was playing for a team. I want to say Missouri or something, Iowa. He was a backup quarterback there. He left, black, went black to a community, went to the community college, threw for two thousand uh, yards, twenty-two touchdowns. Then went to Arkansas. They moved him to tight end. He got injured his senior year. He was drafted by the Patriots. He is they probably he is probably the emergency quarterback this week. You know, I mean, well, actually, no, he'd be fourth on the depth chart. Do you think Garoppolo is going to go if he's limited on practice on Wednesday? You got to think. I mean, it's a sprain of the AC joint. It, he knows, you know, the goat's coming back the following week. It's his last chance to show his wares. I mean, he's going to be think, out there. I think we'll we'll find out, like, uh, in the next couple of days in practice what he's capable of doing because they All haven't right. really showed it yet, and they've been pretty like, – like, i got to admire Brissett and these pressers. He's yeah. just like, well, I'm not the coach. I don't make those decisions. Well, he just came out and said, yeah, come on. He's like, you know, we don't talk about injuries around here. You know? <laughs> and like Garoppolo was a little more like, you know, like, oh, like, oh, I really feel like I, these guys have a job. And like he was trying to answer it more thoughtfully, but like ultimately was just saying, hey, you know, we'll find out on Sunday if I can go. But, you know, he, he was good at deflecting all the questions of does it hurt? Does it hurt when you throw? So, uh, okay, let's just guess. Where, where do you think they're at? I, I mean, I, I think, well, if I was in Garoppolo's position, I'd be like, you know, out there no matter what, you know. If it hurts, it hurts. But I think we see Brissett. Yeah, could be. I mean, the guy. One thing you can say about both those guys is they're poised, so poised. And you know, I mean, that's kind of what Parcell said when he referred uh, Brissett, you know, to uh, to Belichick. Anyway, so I mean, you, you obviously know if Bill's going to spend a third round pick on him, you know, he, and, he and they, they didn't sign any. They didn't sign any quarterback, so th- there's no emergency happening. Or, quite honestly, they can't. It's like that thing again. They're, they're like, "I'm good." It's like you know what it is. It's like me in fantasy football. Huh. I'm good. I don't want to make it. I got my team. And I'm gonna make it work with my team because I I drafted this. This is my thing, wow. and I'll, I'll maneuver things and make it work. I like this team. I'm gonna remind remind you of this conversation okay. when you're two and eight uh, on your fantasy team. Um, what are you right now? Two and one. See, so um, oh, what was it? Oh yeah. 
What was interesting, I thought, too, is and one of the guys they did bring in last week was T.J. Yates, Yates, former Texan, when they're coming to play the Texans. They, they do this. They do do this. Who else did they do this with, like, Matt <sighs> Flynn or somebody a couple of years ago? And it's like, was this even a situation of... You know, this guy ever getting a whiff under center with the Pats? Or was this them you know picking what? his brain a little bit? I, I don't think so. I, listen, he knows O'Brien. He knows the situation there. I, I don't I don't think that anything to do. I mean, look, of course they were looking at quarterbacks. They probably liked him because he was playing under, under, with, under O'Brien. So he, it's part of the same kind of program. So it would have been easy transfer here you know mm-hmm. like the more in the speed of what they're trying to do that's yeah. i think more why that happened but i but, see where you're going you know yeah. he's kind of sounding like those those guys that are talking about the cameras and the, and the conspiracy theories. yeah well you know uh, i mean hey you know i mean it i want malcolm butler to hold until the official tells him he can't by throwing a flag on him you know that's kind of competition that's okay. competing okay, okay? It's not it's not against the rules until you say it's against the rules, you know? And, you know, I would, I would hope all 32 are playing, you know, under the same set of rules. Um, another kind of guy of, like, bringing in somebody to possibly get intel, okay? Give it to me. Okay, Mike Lombardi, you know, who is not with the Pats this year, but the past two years was as an assistant to the coaching staff. Okay, he was the GM of the O thirteen Browns. Okay, and now just look, we bring in another O thirteen Brown this week. Yes, and John Hughes. Right. Okay, and I know everybody's like, oh yeah, okay, wow, that makes sense. You know, we got Jabal shared last year, Mingo, and you know now we're getting Hughes. I heard um, somebody ask in the post game presser, or m- maybe it was the midweek presser, saying that Hughes is the fourteenth two thousand and thirteen Brown we've brought in. I was unable to find corroboration of that, but that's it's ridiculous. Right. And, like, I'm just looking around the teams of the league, you know, like what's the next team that has a lot of talent on it that has, like, a coaching change, you know, and who are we going to poach off of them? Like right. when that GM becomes available, hey, would you like to be special assistant of the Patriots? And this just shows, you know, how far ahead Belichick is yeah. of everybody else in the league. Yeah, no. You know? I know. And it's like, so he brings in this guy, 20, so he knows everything about all these guys that are on that team and that they're making a switch on defense in their scheme and who he can poach that's going to fit right into what he does. You know? It's amazing. And this John Hughes guy, was he was a guy that, you know, the Browns thought highly about at one time. Before the 015 season, they signed him for like a four-year deal. Like four years, like, you know, 15, 16 million, so... This could be another beast that he plucks, you know. And I was a little uh, sad to see Anthony Johnson go uh, in that transaction because he had such a good preseason, not so much in the early season this year. But I thought there was some promise there. But he got brought back and is on the practice squad now. So obviously Bill's not done with him. Coach him up, Bill. Yeah. It's nice to have uh, Browns as a farm, farm team. Yeah, it is nice. We got to get a couple more farm teams down there. I mean, we still have you know Saban and the coaching ranks down there, giving us the <laughs> the right idea of players. You know, he's got a good you know relationship with Urban Meyer too. Oh man, this guy's just got it licked. It's amazing to me that other coaches have not just like kind of carbon copied this a little more. I mean, 
I guess they try to and they can't. I mean, you look at the litany of, uh, you know, assistant coaches that have gone on to be head coaches that were coordinators under Bill, and they haven't had much success. Yeah. So maybe McDaniels will hopefully fall in that line once again and he come back to us. I, I, I think I, Bill's got 10 years in him easy. Yeah, and again, I think it comes down to it's the relationship between Belichick and Kraft that, that allows all this to happen. Of course. Well, yeah, and, and it's and hard. Brady, and it's hard. Three-headed monster. It, yeah, and it's hard for someone like it, someone like McDaniel's to go somewhere else and and establish that relationship that they got. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that's key. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about this Bills situation? I mean, I think Bobby, what are the Pats laying in this one? Uh, you know, it's got to be. I stay. I stay completely. It's got to be close to double digits. Wouldn't you think? No. You would think it'd be less? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, that's, it's got to be, well, I guess with the. Well, you don't know who's playing quarterback. It might even be off at this point. It's got to be Pats laying seven and a half at least. You think, huh? I would think so. But uh, who do you think is going to be a stud for the Pats this week? Who, who's who's going to be the guy? I mean, it's like we can't. Let, the defense defense can't play any defense. better. The defense can't play any better than they already did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, well, and Ma- I Malcolm thought, said they could. And, and, and Jamie Collins. Oh my God, that pick! Oh. oh my God. I mean, that guy. So good. It's and I, I mean, play, he's taking the read steps like he's supposed to. He doesn't bite up on that tight end cross, and he's there for the pick. But I mean, like, he took over oh. uh, as like the quarterback. I mean, the coach back there. Yeah. And then he dismissed that. He never talked to the reporters, but he talked to the reporters, uh, and he kind of dismissed that. Ah, the green dot doesn't mean anything. It was just in true Belichick fashion. Oh, I just loved it. We're going to have to sign off and get out of here. Is there anything you want to uh, shout out there uh, before we go? Uh, I can't find the line, so it must be off uh, at this point, but it doesn't matter. Let's go. A.J. Derby, Edelman, Brissett, Garoppolo. Four-headed quarterback monster oh, well. this weekend. We're going to see a little uh, wildcat from Edelman, maybe. I, you know, who knows who what knows? we're going to see? Who knows? You know, because if we did, we'd probably be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Oof. I love it. One Eastern time on Sunday, the game. Yep. Nice. Oh boy! All right, that's going to do it, gang, for another edition of a Patriots Wrap Three Sixty for Jason Shareller. I'm Mike Conley. Thanks for tuning in with this gang. Go Pats! Rest in peace, Heather. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.